0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher.
1: Jesus tells us so much about the kingdom of God and we're looking at the parables that, uh, that, that he taught this week. A lot of them are in Matthew's Gospel, we're in chapter 20 today, and the parable of the workers in the vineyard, Colin.
0: Yes, we had a very interesting discussion after we finished yesterday's program, didn't we, yes. uh, about whether you forgive a person before they come and ask you for forgiveness. Uh, and the answer to that is very definitely yes. Um, the other person isn't going to benefit from your forgiveness uh, until they they do come and ask for forgiveness, until they have a repentant act. Uh, attitude, But it's very important for you to have a merciful attitude, for you to forgive whenever a person sins against you, because if you don't forgive them, then you will, you will suffer yourself. You will get a bitter heart. Uh, you'll have a, a, a bitter strain in you, a resentful. You will feel hurt by what has happened to you. But if you forgive the person, Uh, then that hurt and that bitterness is taken away. It's a very, very important pastoral thing. Um, You know, when people come to me from time to time and say, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. some time ago uh, I know that I did this, this, this against you, I judged you, I spoke against you, whatever, and God has convicted me, please forgive me. You know, I say to them, when you first did it, I forgave you. I've already forgiven you. Uh, because I, w- I wasn't going to live with bitterness and resentment and anger towards that person. I wasn't going to suffer hurt. If I hadn't forgiven them, I would have been hurt by what they said and did. But because I forgave them, I protected myself from that hurt.
1: And you tell me that the principle is that Jesus died and forgave every sin ever committed, but we only benefit when we go to him in repentance. That's right.
0: God doesn't sit on his throne deciding whether to forgive us or not. All our sin has already been put upon the shoulders of Jesus So when he went to the cross. So our forgiveness has been accomplished through the finished work of the cross, but we need to come to him and confess our sins. And if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So those people that think, I never need to confess my sins now because I was once forgiven because now I'm a believer, they deceive themselves and the truth is not in them. But, John goes on to say, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And um, let me take a very extreme example of what I'm saying because I've had to minister this several times into people's lives, and have seen a glorious freedom come into their lives as a result. Supposing somebody has a really traumatic uh, event take place, for example, that they get raped. Now, this, this is a terrible, terrible event in a person's life. And one of the strange things is that the victim of rape often feels guilty um because they feel defiled even though they were not complicit in the event at all it it seems to have that effect upon them and um you know how can you just say to a person uh, who has been through a traumatic event like that well you need to forgive the one or sometimes it's gang rape even the gang that raped you um and sometimes people say to me, well, you know, I can't, I just can't. And I say, you can, because forgiveness is not a feeling or an emotion. It's a decision that you make. You, if you decide to forgive those who wronged you, even though in, in such a terrible way, you will find that you will then get healed of the damage that has happened in your life emotionally as well as perhaps physically as a result of what took place. And time and time again, I have seen that that was the turning point. Um, People could not, if you like, undo the event. But when they made the decision to forgive, um, a wife whose husband has left her or a husband whose wife has left for another person, for another relationship, devastated, um, years of living together suddenly ended yeah. uh, because that does happen suddenly sometimes. I mean, there's a breakdown in many, many situations, but you know, sometimes suddenly my wife or my husband goes off with another person and the children are devastated, the marriage is broken. Um, what do you do? How do you forgive in that situation? I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that you can do it in a fickle or spontaneous way. But you have to come to that decision where you forgive. Um, I've told on this program before of somebody who was uh, a member of our church whose 17-year-old son was murdered, uh, was stabbed to death by a friend. And as soon as his father heard of it, Uh, This actually happened in the Canary Islands he said. uh, while they were on holiday together. As soon as uh, he heard of it, he said, I must fly immediately to Canary Islands. I must go to the prison and see this man who has just killed my son to tell him that I forgive him and to give him the gospel of Jesus' forgiveness. Now, you see, that is a forgiving heart. None of us can imagine what it is like to have a 17-year-old son murdered went on holiday right out of the blue like that but the grace to forgive uh, the, the love the compassion the mercy was already there in that man's heart so although of course he was devastated at a personal level he could overcome that and in a rather wonderful way he actually went himself as a result of that to live in the canary islands and uh, while I was on holiday, I met him some years after the event, and uh, he was really doing well. He was really prospering. But uh, that's wonderful grace, isn't it? But you see, it it just underlines for us the fact that this is kingdom living here on earth, not to live with bitterness, anger, hurt, resentment, not to live in continual grief, sorrow, not to live in hurt but to choose to live in forgiveness. I'm not sitting here making this program saying that these things are easy because as someone who's been in pastoral ministry for well over 40 years, I know what it is to walk through situations like this with people. But I see what works and what doesn't work. The refusal to forgive only damages you still further And the event, the traumatic event, whatever kind it was, will continue to have a detrimental negative effect upon you until you make that decision to forgive.
1: So it's no wonder Jesus taught that parable yesterday about forgiveness. It's a very, very strong and and important subject.
0: Yes, we haven't got on to this other parable of the workers in the vineyard yet. (laughs) But I just felt, you know, the conversation we had after yesterday's program was, was so important that it would be relevant to so many people Mm. to understand that to forgive others is, is not something we need to do because we're concerned about our own welfare our own eternal destiny you know if god has forgiven me then i must forgive others otherwise he won't forgive me i mean that is true jesus taught that he actually said whenever you stand praying you must forgive your brother so he wasn't saying this is something that you do at the beginning of your Christian experience and then you can say, right, well, now I'm forgiven. I don't need to ask for forgiveness anymore or I don't need to give forgiveness. It is a continuous process. Jesus is saying every day you need to be sure, whenever you pray, you need to be sure that you're not harboring any hurt, any bitterness, any resentment in your heart towards anyone because that will damage the effectiveness of your prayer.
1: And I suppose it's really understanding what Jesus accomplished when he died on the cross, that he forgave every sin ever committed.
0: Yes, you and I can live guilt-free, knowing that we've sinned, knowing that we've grieved the Lord, but knowing that he has completely forgiven us, totally accepted us.
1: But we have to repent.
0: But, yes, because we have repented of our sins. Um.
1: There's no forgiveness without repentance.
0: There is no forgiveness without repentance. And repentance is not just feeling sorry for your sins. Repentance is turning away from your sin. So, you know, the person that says, please, Lord, forgive me, and goes out and commits the same sin again has not repented. He's asked for forgiveness, but he hasn't turned away from the sin. And um, you see, when Jesus said right at the beginning of his Ministry, the time has come, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the good news. He was saying, Turn away from your life of sin. Turn now to God. Turn your life over to me. Put your faith in me. Receive the life of the kingdom, which is available to you now, uh, and then live the life of that kingdom. And you see, what is the life of that kingdom? Well, it's the way Jesus lived. Jesus lived the king, the life of the kingdom here on earth, and so he forgave, he blessed, he healed, he was merciful, uh, because he had this loving, gentle, gracious, merciful heart, and that's what God expects of us. I I'll just finished this program by saying. There was one year in my life, I always think of it as as a year of hell, because that's what it was like living through it, where I and others with me were being continually, month after month, being sinned against in a a very grievous way um, by some other people. And the only thing that really kept us going, I mean, I can remember those and uh, those with me, supporting me in my ministry at that time, we had to literally get on our knees and our faces before God every day, every day. I just forgive, forgive, forgive. But I don't know that we would ever have managed to survive that year if we hadn't done that. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com.